Uninterrupted. Welcome to Iman Amongst Men. This is the show where we take an honest look at what it's like to be a man in today's world. We don't shy away from topics most people are too afraid to talk about. We gonna take it all the way there. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to all your podcasts. Let's start the show. Welcome to Iman Amongst Men, powered by Shea Moisture Men. I'm Iman Shumper here with my big brother, Ari. Ari, going to give a what up to the people. What's going on, y'all? I'm Ari. Our guest this week is CEO of Spring Hill Company. Give it up for Maverick Carter. Man, what's going on? Bring Mav to the show, man. Wow. Like that's that. loud. That's loud. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know there was that many people in the audience. Look so at that. So many people. Yeah, there's so there. many. You can't see yeah. it's dark because of the lights in the front, <laughs> but you can't see all the people in the back, man. Thank so you check for it out. me. I appreciate it, bro. Yes, I appreciate up, you coming man. out. Check it out. This uh, theme of today's episode is going to be betting on yourself. When you hear the phrase betting on yourself, what comes to mind? Betting on yourself. Yes, when I hear that, it means first and foremost, um, calculation. That's the first word that would come into my head. And calculation in the sense of if you're going to bet on yourself, bet on someone else. Also, the second thing that would come to my head is when you bet on yourself, you have to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. right away. Like, am I that good? How good am I? Am I capable of that? And there's a fine line between, it's very delicate, it's paper thin, between believing in yourself and like, I'm just going to do this and going for it and being honest with yourself like, I can't do that. Right, right. You know what I mean? Or like, being realistic. Can, real yeah, yeah, like it's 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 a fine line and it's it's hard. It's really, really hard. I dealt with it as a basketball player, as, as a high school kid, played as far as high school goes, the highest level. Nike all went to Nike All American Camp, was recruited by Division One schools, major D ones. Ended up by the time I was a senior, this from eighth grade, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to play co- high major college basketball and hopefully beyond and then to the NBA. But then by the time I, that was like 14, 13, 14, you, you all know that feeling of like, yeah. yeah, like at that age, I played with all the guys. Like it was, I wasn't the best ever, but it was, you never will go, oh, that guy doesn't belong. You right, know, you right. see like, oh, why is he on a, the NBA basketball anywhere? And then when I got like 18, time to make my college decision, it was like, it became real to me that like, oh, I'm not good enough to play high major basketball, which was my dream. Like, I'm not going to play in the Big Ten mm-hmm. or the ACC. I'm going to have to play in the MAC. And I wrestled. I remember, I mean, that was a, 20 years ago now, but I remember having to have that discussion with myself and like, and you know, my mom, and my dad, they didn't play college, but didn't go to college. My mom went later in life. My dad never even considered it. So it was really no one to talk about it with. If I talked about it with my friends, they were all hoopers and they all weren't being rational with themselves. So it's like, there's no nobody that had a conversation with. Blind leading the blind. Exactly. So you have that <laughs> fine line. And then it came to my offers. I had one uh, high major offer, which was mm-hmm. at Marquette. But I was like, I had to be real, like, I'm not going to play there. I'm not. Maybe I'll play by the time I'm a. You mean as far as like playing time, right? Yeah. yeah like maybe I'm a junior. Like, like significant minutes on the floor. 
I'm not going to play there until I'm a junior or senior. So mm-hmm. I could go there just to tell my homies in the hood in Akron, like, I play at Marquette. Mm-hmm. Come home in the summer with this sweatsuit on. But they're going to be turning on the TV and not seeing me. And I don't like that feeling either. So I decided to go to Mac where I started a couple games as a freshman and played. Mm-hmm. But that that my point is that paper-thin line of, like, I had to be real with myself or I could have went and been irrational with myself and, like, or go there, work hard, prove it, mm-hmm. and play. And it's not easy. It's not right, easy. Right. And he's not knocking the guys that are going to do that. Like He's not knocking you. Right, right. He just said he wasn't about it. No, because there are people that are real life and be like, man, I just got to be real. I heard y'all podcast. I just got to be real with myself. <laughs> That's I I told my, yeah, I told my mom, I just got to be real, dog. And I, I just didn't go to school. Like, take your ass to school if you need to use that to go get an education. Nah, I'll be real. I flunked out. Yeah, I ain't going to lie to y'all. I just left. But after, I was inspired. <laughs> right, but Bav, he would have did it too. You got to read in between the lines for some people. Hey, talk about uh, <laughs> uh, how you got the name Maverick. We've heard, I've heard a, a clip of something, <laughs> yeah, like, but it was somebody, he say, she say, someone told me, and I was like, yeah, I seen it, but I didn't dig all the way in. You can tell the story. Not not because I'm the legend of the West. Like, <laughs> like he just did. <laughs> he not, like it. I got the name from my grandmother, who loved the TV show that was uh, made, I think, 50s, long before I was born, put it that way. So you and didn't watch it? I've watched it later in life. I did not grow up watching it. Okay, no. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, she got the name. She loved the show. Mm-hmm. But on the show, their last name was Maverick. Mm-hmm. Two brothers called Brett and Bart Maverick. And they were, they called them the Maverick brothers, the Legends of the West. They rode around on horses and they were poker players. And my grandmother was a big poker player to the day she died and even uh, had a poker game in her basement. Every Friday and Saturday night, we, it was after hours at Miss Carter's, mm-hmm. and my mom and dad dropped me off every weekend because they was 22 when they had me, both of them, and they were still living the life and having a good time. And my grandmother had one of those houses where all our, me and my cousin, I was the youngest because my dad was the youngest, mm-hmm. but I got like, I forgot the numbers, like 22 first cousins. But my grandmother's house was the house my mom would pull up. Friday after work, about 6.30, because they, they would start playing cards about 6.30, 7 o'clock when people started getting off work. And she would be like, open the door and be like, going in there, somebody in there. What? Wouldn't even stop. The, barely would see me get in the door. Because my grandmother's house was yeah, always lit. full of people. Yeah, lit. She'd be like, go in there, boy, somebody in there. Yeah. I'd be like, is grandma here? She'd be like, I don't know, but somebody in there. Go ahead. Right, one so she just trusts whoever's in there. Take your ass yeah. on in there. Real talk. And that's why I got like, babies. He turned out yeah. all right. <laughs> I know. That's some JoJo dancer shit. It's just like, man, you can't just send the kid yeah. in there. You don't know who's in there. My, yeah, my, my mom and dad did it every weekend. That's crazy. Until I, was, until I was able to make a decision on my own, like, when I was 12, like, no, I'm going to stay home by myself. Like, yeah. up from zero to 10, I went there every Single weekend. Was it ever like one of those where you're like, man, I don't, I don't feel like going or I don't want to go this time? And It wasn't ever that, but it would be the the inverse of that, which is I would get there and something, you know, a big cousin might punch me or want to wrestle and I want to like, I want to go home. Mm-hmm. I would do the inverse, like get there and be like, but I always wanted to go. Because okay. it's right, going right. like to be the action. Kids are there. Yeah, right, right, right. And and my grandmother ran after hours, so Friday and Saturday night it was lit. Like you seeing all. It's a poker player, poker table, pity pat table, and a crap table in her basement. 
that's smaller than this room. I mean, a little bigger. At a bar, all in the room. There's people. All people so, love the bar. They love, they love the, the bar. The I bar. mean, because they keep you playing. Like, yeah, you exactly. drinking and all that? I'm you just saying good? the little, it be the, the little, old, old, little old bar. Setup. Like, it's, yeah. really, yeah. it's really just a high top table. You really sit back there know, with a stool. It's one stool. No, a high top table, when you bring it to the basement, it's a bar. That's what You put the stool behind it, and they really sit there and serve liquor. Like, what is y'all doing, bro? And a bag of ice. Oh, bro. <laughs> send him on to the store. As soon as you rice. get licensed, send him on to the store to get, get some, some more ice. ice. Yeah. You gotta go get the ice, man. Two, We're gonna make two or three man. times a night. Yeah, yeah two or three bags. times a night. You gotta make that yeah, right. Our grandmother did do this. See, we had, our grandmother used to be at the crib when we got off out of school. So if I get out oh, of school, yeah. get to the crib, my grandma's gonna be there. She's gonna tell us we gotta do our homework. Do our homework. Then she give me a long leash. Like, if your homework done, you show her all your <laughs> yeah. work. My grandma would be like, yeah. yeah, you out the door. Them house lights come on, be back here. You know what I'm saying? You get in some trouble, run, yeah. ride your bike. Get you know how here. to get. Yeah, but she like, you know how to get back. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Y'all some boys. Like, yeah. do y'all homework? We clean up the crib. Like, like, do we have to check in? Yeah, or she, she like, like, yeah. Like, hey, look, y'all turned out all right. We all right. Yeah, what was saying, Grandma? This no, isn't. No, these aren't. These aren't good parenting. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody, don't take this into consideration. My mom was that. My mom had the long leash. Same thing. When the street lights come on. You got to get to the crib. We was trying to talk about the other day. We don't even let our kids do that shit. No. No, 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 no. And they got phones. I tried to get my daughter to walk like a (laughs) block and a half. She's 14. She was like, no. (laughs) I was like, are you scared? She was like, yeah. (laughs) I was like. What lessons, talking a little bit about your gambling days too, what lessons What lessons from gambling would you apply to your uh, business, like succeeding um, in business? Well, you said gambling days as though they're in the past. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you still? For, fortunately or unfortunately, sometimes they're not all in the past. I dabble in Vegas every now and then. The losing mm-hmm. side of it. It's mm-hmm. the unfortunate part. The fortunate part is the winning <laughs> side. Um, but, um, you know, Growing up in that, and my my grandmother, I just give so much because that's where I learned so much. I saw, because, you know, it's gambling, so mm-hmm. everybody came. Like, the mailman is there, the woman who worked with my mom that was a social worker, the drug dealer was in the basement shooting crabs, and my grandmother took a rake on all of it to serve liquor. She, she'd be upstairs cooking and, um, and make food, and the players ate for free. If you're not playing, you got to pay for the play. Mm-hmm. If you're playing, you eat for free. Keep the players that's playing. That's, that's her. That was her motto. Um, keep the players playing. Um, so, just from like, from a young age till now, still understanding about you know because everybody says gambling is like oh gambling becomes some people think of it as this bad thing. Well, it's just really risk take, chance taking. Or or chance, right? Game of chance or risk taking. Extreme. Extreme, yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, but I think the biggest lessons I learned are to um really learn how to process information quickly. Since a when a young kid, my grandmother taught me how to play pity a game called Pity Pat and shoot craps. That's what she told me. And you have to process because it moves yeah, fast. Numbers. You have to do addition fast, you have to do rationale fast, you have to do personality checks fast, mm-hmm. meaning because I know if I'm sitting there with y'all, I have to start calculating quickly, like, okay, 
how does he play? How does he play? Like, how, who's aggressive? Who sits back? Who? And you have to just do all this really fast in real time. So I think processing information quickly and getting to an, an answer and make a decision. Like, mm. get the information, process it quickly, call. Boom, mm-hmm. boom. And then when you're gambling, it happens fast and over and over and over. And the beauty of gambling, as my grandmother would say, because we sit there and like, I'd be like, dang, if I if I'd have just stayed in, the five was coming. She'd say, son, that's why the cars got backs on them. Because you can't, there's a reason they have backs on them. Because every time a card is turned, when you're playing cards, that's more information, right? So if I'm sitting there and the five of diamond turns up, I'm like, okay, well, that means there's only three more fives in the game, the club, the spade, and the heart. So that, oh, now the club, five of club shows. There's two, like, you, you have to Start do that. Oh, yeah, so it taught me how to, as you get more information, start to make start to make out what decision you're going to make. Mm. And the the less information you have, the harder it is to make a decision, the less you should take a big risk. But you, the more information you have based on personality, people, cards on the table, how much money does he have left? How much money? Like, you have to do all of that because it all matters. So I think processing information quickly and knowing that with every turn of the card, you get new information. So the whole, mm. what you just thought was going to happen, Throw that shit out the window. Now you, oh, shit, a new card, new information. Like, so just going through that process and deducing what's my upside and downside is the main thing that playing cards or gambling taught me, for sure. Wow. Bro, that's crazy. I never wanted to fucking play poker so bad in my life. (laughs) No, no, no. When he talks, that's what I'm saying. The way you just broke that, I I hate poker. His explanation, beautiful. But the second I lose, none of that. None of that applies. <laughs> no, None of that but I'm applies. saying, I'm Second saying, lose, win or lose, mm. I'm saying win or lose the comparison to what it would do for but your, just think li- your about mental it. in life. But like, just think like, about it as a hooper. That's what you're doing, right? So yeah. you go into the game. I like dice, though. Dice is a similar thing. It's all life is the, that way. Poker, poker is that, I don't know, it's it's a very calm, patient it's game. Slow, I never yeah, I, like I never did. Dice is like basketball. It's quick. Dice is very fast. It's quick. It's a lot of people talking. Yes. It's moving fast. Some people got the bread under their hand. I never played it on table, so I don't really know how that works. Yeah. I ain't going to lie to y'all. But seeing it like that and seeing it fast, that's how it's the same to me. Like, poker, though, the way you just described it, it made me feel like I picked the wrong game. Like, damn, no, G. Like, you, you d- the way I you like just described too. that, though, like, you. that shit was crazy. Like, I never thought of it like that. You would process things a whole lot quicker playing poker and that's you probably why poker players do that. What the people talk about that though, the poker face and shit. It's poker face, that's what they talk about it. Yeah. I but just, just think about it in anything in life, like I was saying, basketball game, you go into mm-hmm. a game knowing like this team is at mm-hmm. that point in the season, this is their record. Mm-hmm. They plan for a playoff, so they're hungry. Brown play? Brown play, but he's really good. He plays poker. I bet he's the fuck really he good. is. Shit. That's he's what he really do the whole fucking season. He can see, process, analyze information yeah. on anything as fast as anyone I've ever met. So um, he's more risk averse than me. You know, say, but he can of? process information really fast. I'd be scared to play with Rajon Rondo. I'd, I've never spent enough time with Rajon to know him. Is he the same way? I'm t- the way he played basketball, if yes, anything imagine, like yes. how he played poker, I yes. would fucking hate it. Oh, he's a poker player. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I'm saying that's his oh, his demeanor. demeanor. Yeah, his <laughs> like I, him D Rose. I would fucking hate it. It's. There's it's no crazy. heartbeat for this nigga, man. D-Rose, you'll never know if he flustered. I always <laughs> say, same face. y'all don't get, all athletes, basketball players, tennis, whatever sport you play, yeah. 
People always marvel at the athleticism. It's always second to me. The first thing I always marvel at is the uh, running full speed, dribbling a basketball. And processing. And processing, going like, oh, there go Mav. But he can't hit three, so I can't throw it to him, even though he opened. He can't really dribble. Oh, I need shit. him to get two more. Here comes Shump. He's trying to reach. He's trying to reach. <laughs> and you're doing that all at in fast. Fast as you can. And people more, and then you're going like, okay, if I jump and pump fake it this way. He going to jump for it. He going to jump, and then he'll be open. Like, And that happens. <laughs> yeah, all, you have to be doing yeah, that yeah. for two hours. Very. That's like, people don't understand how hard that is. And the coach is yelling, do this, do this. And the fans are screaming. And the other team is strategy, and you got to remember the strategy that Jordan went over for practice. And like, okay, when Steph Curry come up the screen, I got to chase. When such and such mm -hmm. come up, I got to go under. Yeah, People don't understand all. That's a lot of information to process in real time. And with every tick of the clock, the, the information mm -hmm. changes. It goes back to what he was just talking about with Bron. Like when he's seeing, he's got to like quarterback it and see everything as it's going on at at once. As like a lineman, what yeah. I was playing. You don't have to do all that. Like, they literally give you two or three blocks. This yep. is what's going to be two coming. Or three this is what may come. And you do what you got to do and off based off of that. And you're, trying, you're just you trying to spread that. their line out. I was talking to, I'm going to remember in a second, somebody about football today. When you play football, like I played, oh, I was talking to my nephew, Randy. You got son. to play safety? I played safety and receiver wow. in high school. When I play safety I was, I or play receiver, the funny thing about football, about doing your job, you're so reliant on everybody else to do their job. If he's on the he was on defensive line, I'm mm -hmm. safety. I don't even know what his job is, but I'm relying on him to do it. I know my job and my keys. So if I come when I when we break the huddle, I say, okay, tight end mm -hmm. strong side, I go there, they tight, boom, I'm hash or not the hash, da, da, da. I'm three steps back, whatever. And we've made a call in the huddle, and it's like all these numbers. And as a safety, I'm only listening to the coverage mm -hmm. call. So it's like 42-5 with a Mike Blitz and a Z and a Will Go, the robber. All I heard was 42-5, which means to me, cover two. Mm. So I'm playing cover two. Cover. He's heard what the what the stunt is, what the line, so he knows he's got a stunt because the wheel, I'm mm. giving you football speak, but it's crazy because we're all attached to a string. Yeah. So if he doesn't stunt, so that's why then the, the wheel doesn't blitz, then the quarterback has the time. Corners always now I'm under her. pressure, and you might be sitting there going like, Damn, the same, Mav got mm -hmm. blew by. But really, if he would have stunted, the wheel could have got the blitz. The quarterback would never even got the ball. And off. he would have seen. So all that's of that. why, like the cornerback and safeties, they'll lead a huddle early. Always, because you only listen to one thing. And they got. I used to think they just got such a far run. <laughs> that like, that's they, part of it. They just told these niggas what they yeah, needed to know. Y'all go ahead. Y'all got a long but run. You, like I play receiver. Mm -hmm. When you go to the huddle, it, all I need to hear is the formation. Mm -hmm. Because that tells me where to line up. Is there motion? There's no motion. If it's a pass, pass, I just need to hear the route tree. If it's a run, I know I'm either blocking the Which guy side? in front of me or I go to the safety. That's yeah. it. All the other shit is for the linemen and the running backs. That's crazy. So, so once I hear what I need to hear, I can lead the huddle. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. We and we, the guys on the outside do got, but we all connected. And when they lead a huddle, they're watching how we come out and line up. Totally. So they can tell us, like, say if I line up wrong, he can he could yell out to uh, yes. the uh, linebacker or whatever, like, yo, like, he's not lined up right. right. Or you in my gap or whatever. Oh, no. But on offense, there's only one guy that has to know everybody. That's the quarterback. Mm -hmm. He has to know the, every lineman, oh, no, every receiver. Sure. He has to know everybody and the defense. Like, oh, shit. Because we may be in a play. He come out and see something he don't mm -hmm. like. 
He got to get us out of that. So them numbers, you hear him saying, blue, 46, 80. That shit means something to the Real linemen talk. and to, to each, us. Yeah, each little set of uh, local and like it'll be a, it'll, I'll be out there telling them who to watch. Hey, watch him. He better not touch me. He better not touch me. Hey, you see him? He's slow as hell, shorty. Get ready. I got him. Get ready. I got him. Get ready. Y'all ready? <laughs> Being from Akron, a kid from Akron, uh, for those who don't know your story, uh, you and LeBron played together in mm-hmm. high school, uh, and then he trusted you with a lot when y'all was still young. Like, how do friends come sit down and say we can make this this big how do you how do you have that conversation with your friend like, i go through it with my friends all the time where it's just like there's sometimes that i feel like bro i got an idea and i'll be one like everybody wants their friends to just be like boo like y'all do this and then we just all make all this crazy money but it'd be like there has to be an idea of birth and how do you trust somebody? How do you even go to your friend and say, yo, I got an idea, put me in position to do this. Like, how do you do it? Talk about that relationship. That's a good, you know, what you said, I know I've, I've talked to a lot of people about that thing of like friends and- Like we it has got to, something. It has to start off, you have to un- definitely set boundaries first that like we're friends first and we'll be business partners, but those two things, We'll intertwine a bit, but like, you know, every time we see each other, we're not going to sit and talk about business. Me and LeBron talk football. We talk life, family, and we pick times. They're like, okay, I'm going to come over for two hours. We get to go through blah, 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 blah. So you have to definitely establish boundaries. Um, Another shout out to Nas, one of my favorite MCs, one of the great bar in his new album. He says, besides kids, Boundaries are my greatest creation. He says on the intro on his new album. I was like, that's a dumb That's line. a bar. Besides kids, boundaries are my greatest creations. So establishing mm-hmm. that, like, we have these two different relationships mm-hmm. now. And then also, I mean, him talking about betting on me and me betting on myself. He bet on me. I'm at a time I didn't know what I was doing. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm still learning every day. But he really gave me a shot and was like, I'm going to empower you. So therefore... For me, it was less about like what am I gonna do and more about how do we do this together and bring in people who can mm-hmm. really help us and I can learn from. But then also I think the main thing is exactly what you're saying. Friends will go like, man, you doing this and you paying that agent or you doing this and we could be making that money. Well, it's 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 business. So business and we live in America, which is which is, you know, a capitalist society. So it is about making money, but you have to be willing to be patient and build something that has value, whether that's a company that has enterprise value, a relationship with people that you can learn from that really has value. And anything of value takes time, usually takes time. I mean, unless you're in the market that we were just in where you could buy you know, a, a crypto or something. Mm. In it. But usually things of real value take time like to, to be made and to be processed and to go in and go through the ins and outs and all that. And from the beginning, we were like, yo, this is a long journey. This is not a cash grab. We're in this for a while. We're going to have some twists and turns, some ups and downs, Mm -hmm. some, but as long as we keep it honest with each other, always stay learning, always admit what we don't know when we don't know and always admit when you screw something up, when you're wrong. And that's what we kind of stuck to that and, and, and have been doing that since day one, and it was never about just like cash grab, make as much money as you can, as fast as you can, because we always believed we were here 
for a long time and going to be around for a long time. And specifically, Bron, we really had the belief. Talk about bet. We placed a bet on he's going to be around for a long time. If we mm-hmm. thought he wasn't, then it would have just been about get as much money as possible as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't know they would have been thinking about that back then. What? I mean, like well, just you got thinking, to, it's the same thing that he said with with poker. Exactly. Mm. That's a, exactly. Yeah. It's like this with with the information we got. He's a freak of nature that plays for twenty, thirty years. Like, I need to ask you, Lebanon, <laughs> what made you trust your guys? Like, it's it's still the other side. Like, and it's what you said, where it's you want to just put people. Like, I wanted to just put people in random spots, but I'm like, even as I'm putting you here, the job that it entails. You now have to do the job, and you got to do it like you went to school for it. Like, you got to do it like you love the job. Otherwise, at some point, it just all gets fucked up. And it's like, you seem to, like, put people in position. Mm-hmm. I, I don't put my homie in positions where it's like, bro, I know he don't want to do this. But it's like, I was going to pay somebody else, so I'm on this wave of, like, no, I'm paying my people only. Like, And then you mad at them when you irritated with them, and that, that, that relationship, the boundary that you're talking about is fucked it's up. Fucked. Like, you so, fucked it. Now you it's your now fault. you fucked up every because yeah. now you fucked up your relationship with your friend, and you gotta still fill the job. Exactly, because your and life keep moving. Life so keep can, moving. You gotta keep somebody gotta do the so job. Somebody, <laughs> so somebody else steps right up, and then they get pushed away. So I was just like, like to see y'all do that, to see uh, y'all friends, y'all core friends, just stay that close to get money together to do all that. Like I just just be intrigued to ask about that shit all the time, bro, because I've been trying to figure out um, in a hundred different ways. Like, it's one thing to look out for somebody. Like, it's one thing to be a safety net for somebody. Mm-hmm. It's a whole nother ball game to, like you said, empower somebody and don't empower them in a way like, well, we got to look out for him because that's Iman's yeah. homie. Like, it's like, no, nah, I shined a light on them, put them in the right lane, and now they can grow and they might not need me. Like, I might have to get up with them later. Like, yeah, they got course. so much shit going on. So I'm like, I'm trying to get through the difference of it where it's just like, I'm, I'm going to keep picking people's brains and keep trying shit out. It's trial and error. I might learn how to play poker and shit. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, we're going to figure this shit the fuck out. But it's, it's, it's remarkable, easy. bro. Yeah. It's remarkable to sit down and watch. I don't know if y'all, it make... I don't know if y'all wear it as a badge on. I don't know how it make y'all feel, my nigga, but it's a lot of people watching that shit and seeing that y'all are able to do that. Y'all are able to be selfless in each other's face and smile and still do handshakes that we got y'all on video doing years ago. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that shit is just, I don't know, it's special, bro. It's, it's special. Thank a lot you, man. Of I appreciate to build that. Yeah, the camaraderie doesn't, uh, doesn't dissipate. Thank man, you, man. Thank that you, shit man. there is special, bro. We like to ask all of our guests, Maverick, what are you currently working on improving in your personal life right now? That's a great... Uh, it's my question, too. Yeah, That's your question? I already wrote this. Yeah, so I, I let him ask I wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> you let him. No, I asked the questions. That's... <laughs> I'm working on waking up and, like, really... It, I do it sometimes, and I notice my... It's weird. You can do something... And I know when I do this, my days are better. But then sometimes, just I just the day just grabs mm-hmm. you. I'm working on not letting the day grab me right away in the mm. morning. You know, you wake up like, I got work, I got kids, I got friends, I got I want to read the news, I want to, and you just wake up. The next thing you know, you're like, you like, damn, did. it's four o'clock. I didn't you even eat. Did? I like do that, that all the time. I didn't even eat breakfast. Yeah, so I'm working on when I wake, 
take that, like, I started meditating, like, four or five months ago. Guided meditations. And I'm, like, just, okay, before I get up, before I get in the shower, like, literally take that 10, 15 minutes mm -hmm. just by myself. And the guided meditations I do, um, they talk you through it. And um, when she talks me through it, she really helps you to, like, really ease into, like, your thoughts. Don't fight your thoughts. Let them be there. You know, you, we all wake up with shit on our mm -hmm. brain. And then you end up in, like, fucking argument with yourself about something. Or you end up, like... That's me. I don't want to think about this no more. Yeah. Get out of my head. Yeah. But she tells you, like, just let, and very, like, let the thoughts pass. come. Let it be there. Don't fight it. Let it go. Breath. So I'm really working on my personal life, taking... At least, and then sometimes if I don't do it in the morning, I'll try and hit it sometime throughout the day, like 10, 15 minutes and mm -hmm. just like med literally meditate. And, let and it was hard at first, but now I can do it, no problem. I even sometimes want to sit there a little bit longer when it's over and I just do it. But really take that time to myself. It really, I found it very useful. My days are better when I do it. Mm -hmm. That's a first. I'm a breath work guy. Breath work, <laughs> I'm getting into that too. Yeah. I never... Uh... I did it for therapy one time, and I realized, like, I, I can tell there's certain breathing patterns that if I do it deeply enough and I do it over and over and close my eyes, I'll literally go back to whatever place I was breathing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I get myself in a, a yeah, amped up and move. I close my eyes, like, right away in my head, I'm going to be playing basketball and be amped, something happens, yeah. something exciting, a great play, I'll yeah. be in that frame, but... If I get calm and I chill, I try and get myself to like, yeah, I remember being sleepy as hell and I just went to sleep. Just, yes. Cuts your mind completely off. It I works. Think. Yeah. What made you start going to therapy, by the way? Um, Was it somebody told you you should do it or you did it? I had a uh, a very angry moment, just a, the, the bad moment that I couldn't forgive myself for. So I was just like. You was mad at yourself that you let yourself get that angry? Yeah. I was like, something got a hold of me, and I, I I didn't know what it was. Like, it's one thing if I get mad and I'm like, man, damn, dog, you took that out on that person, and you you crashed your car. Like, it wasn't like that. It was like, I literally don't know why I just lashed out like that. I don't know why it went like that. I just went left completely, and I had no control over it. So I was like, yeah, it's time to. I'll go talk to somebody. So you self-checked it? You gotta, For sure. Yeah, awesome. I'm like, yeah, I need to yeah, figure that out. That was a little different. And it was like, Malila, I couldn't let it go. Yeah, that's the worst. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's it's that feeling. And then it was like, the next day, you usually wake up and you just like, man, I can't believe I did that. I should go apologize, woo, woo. But it was still there. And I was like, all right, this is fucked up. Like, I can't even explain this. Yes. Um. So yeah, I went I went then. But uh, breath work for me is... The biggest thing. I do some breath work when I when I meditate. Yeah, it helps. It's something about it. In through the nose, out through the mouth, man. Yep. You do all breathing through just your mouth. Your lips get dry. Same question to you though. What are you working? <laughs> <laughs> what are you working on improving with yourself? Mm, it might be the what he said, like just being present right when you wake up and not so much thinking about what you got to do during the day or what's going, you know, basically what's hindering on you in your life during the day and really just be present and kind of, I guess, thankful for what you're doing while you're doing it and, you know, yeah, just be present. A big thing that helped me is I don't sleep with the phone next to my bed. I tried that. My phone is in the bathroom when I go to sleep. I set my alarm on my phone. I also have a very gentle alarm. I learned this, like, there's, there's like, very like a very gentle alarm. Not aggressive. Me. Not like, yeah. 
no shit like that. Hell no. That technically is not an alarm. It jars you too. It, you always wake up like yeah. You know that feeling like. Or mm-hmm. it just gives me, with me, it just gives me pissed automatically. I'm already yeah, mad. Yeah, it like, give me an yeah. extra, yeah, it give me an early, Nothing like, jarring. But yeah. I be like, I just be like, ugh. But I don't be, I don't ever, like, jump at it. But either way, it just puts you in that mode where you're just like, snow. No, yeah, it's crazy. Without it's the alarm, I'm jumpy. Really? <laughs> yeah, if you I mean, don't set an alarm or I, like, if I, if you tell me I got the day off, for some reason, my body just doesn't like up. that. Yeah, yeah, my body will just will pick eight o'clock and just be train. like, yeah. it just be like, yo, I, I know I got something to do. Like you overslept, you tweaking, like you did not have the day off. Like it'll just be like that. Why I just be like that? Like basketball wise, we wake up and the minds will wake up like that and just feel like, man, like somebody getting better than me. Like exactly, I, I'm bullshitting. Yeah, I'm bullshitting. Like so, right there in that moment, that's when you need to take ten minutes. Like you, you. You will come out of that meditation like feeling like a new person almost. It's, it's, it really does work. I would love to feel that right, right. morning. One Get time. away for ten minutes and then be like, <laughs> like you know, like, like I don't know what the fuck I'm I was try upset that out. for. Next yeah. time, yeah. exactly. Hopefully, before we let you go, Mav, is there anything you want to promote? Drop, shout out. Yes, I would love to shout out you two gentlemen and promote the Iman Amongst Men podcast. Yeah, it got a ring. Yeah. Iman Amongst Men, man. Thank you guys Beautiful for doing this. We love working with you guys. Appreciate you. And thank you for having me on. No, we man, appreciate look, having you on. We get from the boss, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. Hey, man, it was nothing better than having episode 24 to have. Yes. Uh, yes, CEO yes. here to have, um, you know, just your input, period. Like I said, we prided ourselves all season on bringing guys here that would give y'all something different, talk about something different, give you a perspective that you're not used to hearing. Um, I'm hoping that myself and my brother's personality brings the best out of every guest that comes on here. But again, Mav, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming to the show. One more time for my boy Mav, man. Give it up one time. So Mav just gave us one of the best episodes of the season. And before we wrap the show, we usually like to take our biggest takeaways to the conversation. So Ari, give me your biggest takeaway my biggest takeaway was probably just the, the last bit about this guided meditation. Like, I really wish I could do that and be, you know, open to waking up. And no matter what kind of day I think I'm going to have, take that 10 minutes, 15 minutes or whatever to relax and kind of recalibrate myself so that I'm fresh and I'm kind of ready to take on the day versus me trying to, you know, control the day and not let the day overwhelm me. What about you? I think I'm more envious of the insight he gave on how poker shaped how he made decisions in life and how he attacked life with calculating information. He took betting on people and betting on himself as uh, the means of gambling and playing poker and attacked life that way, processing things quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped guide him through life. Uh, so yeah, I think that's that was my biggest takeaway. Basically live life like a bookie. <laughs> that's what that means. So to speak. As always, thank you for rocking with us this season on Iman Amongst Men. I am your host, Iman Shumpert. And I'm Ari Shumpert. To watch the full video episodes, head over to Uninterrupted's YouTube channel on Monday after the episode drops and click and subscribe so you don't miss out. And until next time, people, we are gone.